Hi, welcome to Beyond the Grave. This is a podcast that explores cemeteries and the like to tell the stories of those who lie within or those who've been commemorated in some way. Whether a final resting place is in a graveyard, the bottom of the ocean, or the only marker to prove an existence is a simple memorial, there is always a story behind it from beyond the grave. I'm your host, Jamie Johnson. I'm not an expert on the subjects that we will discuss. I simply have an interest in them. Uh, today's episode number nine. Uh, today we'll, we'll present a discussion topic in a final resting place. And since we're talking about death and other topics around it, some listener discretion is advised. The purpose of the podcast is to educate. So if you find this offensive or morbid at all, then this is not the podcast for you. There will also be some coarse language. Um, my co-host for this episode is Melissa Caddick. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for being here. So today I will start us off. Um, as always in my intro, I talk about the different places that we um, find a final resting place. And I mention whether it's at the bottom of the ocean or a simple marker, blah, blah, blah. Um, today we are going to the bottom of the ocean. We are doing burials at sea. So what is it? Um, and I should mention, first of all, should do this at the start of each episode. I had used several resources for this episode. I used the uh, government of the UK website, bbc.com, funeralwise.com, epa.gov, talkdeath.com, eternalreefs.com, sanjuansailcharter.com, beyondthedash.com, navylive.com dot live dot mill whatever um another a, a naval website and wikipedia so what is a burial at sea um, from talkdeath.com a burial at sea is and this is in quotes the disposal of human remains in the ocean which is typically done from a ship or a boat so who does it well mostly navy veterans but since 2001, there have been between 4 and 21 burials at sea every year, but with each passing year, they are less common. Um, this could be because there are less veterans alive today than there were in the past, or maybe because people don't realize that absolutely anyone can be buried at sea. Did you know that? No. Me neither. Huh. Okay, so Melissa's now going to tell us about um, some of the history. All right, so throughout history, these burials have been done by many different cultures and religions. The Romans, Greeks, and ancient Egyptians have documented cases of sea burials. We know that these civilizations have a land burial preference, such as pyramids, etc. But in some cases, such as war, it is not possible to follow tradition, so a sea burial was required. Let's talk about the Vikings. Their funeral ritual is probably the most well-known example of a sea burial. They go as far back as the Iron Age from about 1200 BCE to 550 BCE when they invaded the British Isles in 700 CE. Um, their ship burials are now called, they, as they are called now, were put in spotlight and became well known from that point on. They would use an entire naval vessel as a container for the body in lieu of a coffin and send the vessel out to sea engulfed in flames. Typically only warriors or kings would have the privilege of being buried at sea and they believed this was a portal to the afterlife as the sea. The British Navy has historically done burials at sea. Since this time since the time they spent at sea was so long, it is not always possible to find port and land to bury the deceased. They believed that the sea birds carried the soul 
I'm having a hard time with this. That's okay. They believe that seabirds carried the souls of the departed to the afterlife, just like Vikings. But because of the sacred body of water, they were superstitious and are treating seabirds with the utmost respect. Another superstition they held was that keeping dead bodies on board brought bad luck, so they had to bury them at sea. In the past, they conducted their sea burials by wrapping the dead sailor in a shroud made of a sleeping hammock. The sailmaker of the ship would stitch him in tightly, even sewing the last stitch around the dead sailor's nose. That is a rumor. (laughs) The body was weighted down and tipped into the ocean feet first after a religious ceremony was conducted by the ship's captain. Thank you. Um, So that was the history. Uh, Now we'll talk about how it's done in today's times. So in the United States, the Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, establishes the rules for burial at sea. An identification tag is attached in the unlikely event the body drifts ashore. There have, yeah, it, it's happened. That's neat. <laughs> so, so then they'll, there's a couple of news stories that I read. I didn't put them in the episode because this one is going to be a little bit longer. But um, there was bodies that washed ashore without identification tags. So they're like, oh, shit, someone got murdered. So they launched oh. this entire murder investigation thinking it's... You know, someone it's an just dumped murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's not. So they they have the EPA was like, hey, we have some rules and stuff now. So and let's we'll actually, do this. Yeah, we'll talk about rules and stuff after too. But yeah, they definitely, um, they definitely have to be careful. So uh, they established the rules for burial at sea. Identification tag is attached. I already read that. There have been uh, discussions of even having DNA taken from the bodies for identification for this purpose. Uh, this is in the UK. However, DNA sampling is difficult on a body that has been immersed in water for some time. You need a permit. A body is completely decomposed after 18 months, and the coffin is fully biodegraded after three years. Um, So the ceremony. uh, In the UK, funeral director John Lister describes his process in a BBC Newsnight interview that I found on YouTube, and it goes like this. So once the boat is close to its destination, it'll slow down, and then they play some music. Um, They usually play... Elgar's Nimrod. Do you know that one? No. It's some classical piece, and I tried to listen to it. It's supposed to evoke feelings of like sadness and be all like, I don't know, calming and shit. But I, I just, I kind of got bored. Yeah, that's fair. Classical music. Yeah, so not my thing. Acquired. Yeah, <laughs> not my thing. But that's okay. If if you like that, they play it. It's nice and peaceful, so um, they play it. Then they pass um, Tennyson's monument, and Tennyson was a poet, uh, and then as they pass his monument, they read his poem uh, entitled Crossing the Bar. Then they have what they call, and this is in quotation marks, an act of committal. So that is just, they just shove the coffin off the side of the boat. Gotcha. Um, So it's committal, shove. Here you go. Body in the ocean. Um shove it over the side of the boat. Mourners will toss flowers over if they want to. Um, with the rules, everything that's thrown over has to be biodegradable. The boat then circles the point of committal. So they'll do a 360 degree uh, turn around the little site that they used and then they have a toast. So yeah, that's the ceremony in the UK. 
Um, I don't know about the U.S., but we do have military, some information on military ceremonies. Also not my thing, but some people might be interested to hear about this, so it's um, a good chunk of information that you're going to read. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, military ceremonies are inv very involved and precise. There's a uniform of the day for all personnel. Services performed by a chaplain or the commanding officer of a chaplain. Or what? Let me try that again. Services performed by a chaplain or the commanding officer if a chaplain isn't available. No family members are permitted, but they do get a letter with the location of where their loved one is buried as well as the flag. The service is called a committal and goes like this. Station firing squad, cast... Casket barrier, casket bearers, and bugler. Yeah, bugler. Bugler. They play um, the bugle. They play the bugle. Yeah. Oh, like the ten. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, officers call, pass the words, all hands bury the dead. So the ship should be stopped if pract pract practical. English is hard today. I'm gonna try that one more time. I can cut this part out if you really want me to. No, I got it. Um, okay, officers call, pass the word, all hands bury the dead. The ship should be stopped if practical, and the colors displayed at half-mass. Assembly. Adjutant's call, which is the call to attention. Bringing the mass formation of parade to rest. Burial service. The scripture, so the parade rest. The prayers, parade rest, heads bowed. The committal, attention, hand salute. The benedictine, parade rest, heads bowed. And they fire three volleys. Attention, hand salute. From the official blog of the U.S. Navy, the shots are fired to scare away evil spirits that may escape from a deceased person's heart, according to an old superstition. The significance of three is also from old superstitions. Earth was thrown into a grave three times. The decadence name was called three times by mourners, and the word veil is actually Latin for farewell. It is said three times by mourners as well. Taps, close-up colors, resume course and speed at the last note of taps, which is the hand salute. Taps is the is the bugle song, and I don't, I meant to listen to it before so I could like... Right. Do it's a little rendition. Do you know it? I do. You do? Um, so they sing taps and girl guides every night because um, it comes from the old Navy tradition. Okay. Um, because the founder was a Navy member. Um, so the guy that founded Boy Scouts is married to the woman who founded Girl Scouts. Oh, no way. Yeah, so Girl Guides. Yeah, um, so you'd sing taps every night, and it's basically, it comes from a religious tradition. Um, so you're basically blessing everybody in the room, and you're wishing for the best for them. You want them to have a good night and be safe, um, and that's where it comes from. Oh my god, thank you so much for telling me that. Yeah. I totally didn't, that's so awesome that you knew that. Yeah. Cool, cool. Were you a Girl Guide? I was okay. for 12 years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so taps originates from the French final call to extinguish the lights. They then encase the flag, attention, and retreat and resume normal duties. From the official blog of the U.S. Navy, it is noted that pallbearers and honorary pallbearers are assembled in reverse rank. This comes from an ancient Roman tradition where they assembled this way for the feast of Saturn to signify the death that we are all equal. Recall Memento Memore from episode five. Yes. Yeah. We talked about that. The equality and death or death, the great equalizer is part of episode five. So if you're interested in that, you can go back and listen. We talk about um, all the symbols of, of that. So it's fun. 
Fun stuff. Okay, so rules is next. Uh, in the States, only humans can be buried at sea. They need to be at least three nautical miles from land. The water needs to be a minimum of 600 feet deep, and in some areas around Florida, the depths need to be at least 1,800 feet. Um, I didn't look into why that is, but I'm assuming hurricanes, maybe. Oh, that would make sense. I don't know. Or maybe, I think, okay, I'm I'm trying to remember. Did you watch Dexter? Yeah. Okay, he, there was a body of water that he used to dump, because isn't there right. like a... Because it was flowing. It was flowing, so maybe it needs to be, maybe that has something to do with it, where it is... Well, and the thing about burying it in the ocean is the salt. Oh. And your body, it will become way down from the water, but salt floats. Like, your body will float because of the salt. Right. Okay. So, the deeper the water, the better chance that you're going to hit You actually sink. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so there's, we solved it good. Uh, (laughs) with no research on that there's no depth requirement for scattering one's ashes you can do that pretty much anywhere you can just do that on the shore basically Um, all materials need to be biodegradable so this is a this we could classify a sea burial as a natural burial which is kind of cool cool no medical waste is allowed with the body the EPA or the Environmental Protection Agency needs to be notified within 30 days of the burial. Um, the Marine Protection Research and Sanctuaries Act or the MPRSA sets and enforces these rules. In the UK, your body must be free of any infections. You cannot be embalmed. Your body needs to be clad in biodegradable clothing. And then the following is from the gov.uk website. Your coffin needs to have at least two inch holes drilled into it. As far as how many you need in the UK, I'm honestly not sure. There's in the US guidelines, there's nice little diagrams that show you exactly where you should put the holes and it's very thorough. But in the UK, I don't know. Um, In the US, you need at least 20. Um, eight on the top, eight on the bottom, and then the head and foot need two each. So what if you can see the body? Uh, well, you gotta plug them holes. You can with um, biodegradable material again. So you can use paper or cloth or some other porous biodegradable material. Um, a weight of 440 pounds in the U.S. that only needs to be 300 um, needs to be clamped to the base of the casket. And this weight needs to be made from either iron, steel, or concrete. The coffin can turn vertically, so the weight needs to be distributed evenly. And the coffin material should be a soft wood with no plastic, zinc, lead, or copper. Duh, the environment. There needs to be metal or wood brackets that are butt-jointed, or as I call them, butt joints. (laughs) And you need to have uh, two steel bands that run... From the top, oops, I just spit. Did you see that? No. No, okay, good. Uh, (laughs) uh, From the top uh, to the bottom of the coffin and several steel bands across the coffin. So you're basically like, you're just wrapping a band around the the entire thing to keep it closed. And the U.S. Navy, they actually use metal caskets. In the U.S., a coffin is not required. You can just wrap a body in a natural material and wrap it in chains so it sinks quickly. 
Uh, in the UK, there are three sites des- designated for burial at sea. They are New Haven in East Sussex, Needle Spoil Ground, which is near the Isle of Wight, and finally you have Tynemouth, Tyne, and Ware. With an ocean so big, why are these designated spots? Well, the bodies need to be a safe distance from commercial fishing nets. They also need to be in water that doesn't present the potential of being washed ashore by strong currents. You can... Re- oh, yeah. <laughs> we just talked about we, that. We solved it. Yeah. We were right. <laughs> Hurricanes, man. Yeah. Uh, you can request another spot other than the three mentioned, but you need to be able to prove it's suitable for burial at sea and supply the coordinates. Okay, cool. So there are some alternatives as well. Um, in England or Australia, it can be difficult to have a burial at sea. You need permits, and sometimes they require that you have a connection to the sea, like being a naval officer or some other nautical type profession. Uh, instead of a full body burial, you can have your ashes scattered, as we know. You do have to check your local regulations on that, but there aren't, they aren't as much of a hassle as a full body burial. You can also get what is that? They have like six or seven bikes out front here. Oh fuck, we have bikers on our street now. We got new neighbors. Yeah, they parked behind my car. Shit. Okay. Well, we're gonna hear that on here, but okay. that's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Last time, I can't remember. There was a bunch of kids last time that were running around, and I ended up being able to cut it out. Oh, it's the cool dad. Okay. He. <laughs> it's the cool dad. That's what we call him. He's the cool dad. He has. Uh, He's got this routine every day where he like he pops wheelies on his bike and he like rides all the way down oh, the street cool and shows up. Yeah, he's like the cool dad, and all the kids come and play at his house. So, yeah, I'm surprised he's not popping wheelies on that. He should be wearing a helmet. Yes. Okay. All right. Anyway, cool dad. <laughs> cool dad on bike. Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you can have your ashes scattered, as we know. Check your local regulations on that, but they aren't as much of a hassle as a full-body burial. You can also get a sinkable urn and just drop that on in. Another interesting option that I came across doing this research is... This is really fun. Okay, this is the Eternal Reef. Ooh. Okay, eternalreefs.com offers a three-in-one deal. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, I'm going to pitch it to you. You get a cremation urn. You get an ash scattering. You get a burial at sea all in one. Okay. What is it? It's a reef ball. What? Yeah, what the fuck's a reef ball? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so they they also call it a quote-unquote pearl. Seriously, go to eternalreefs.com. And like every time I read something new, I'm like, oh, that's how I want to go. But Right? Um, yeah, so reef balls... Uh, they're made of concrete, and they mix your cremains into the concrete, and then they form these like they're they're domes, but they have holes kind of around them, like they pour it into oh. a mold. So it looks like a it looks like coral ball, but you then they drop it in the ocean, and then like marine life grows on it, grows off of it. Yeah, it's super cool. So that is cool. You can have your pet's cremains mixed in too, unlike a burial at sea that only allows for human remains. Uh, living loved ones can actually help with the mixing. So they invite you in. You don't have to. You're not obligated to come and help mix it and stuff. But if you want to be a part of the entire process, they encourage it. So you're totally welcome to go and like stir or pour or I don't know, That's whatever you want to cool. do. I, I think this is really cool. 
Um, that is so neat. Help with the mixing. You can write a message in the concrete before it dries. Um, you can leave a handprint. And then they put a little bronze plaque on it, and you can take a rubbing of that if you want. So it's kind of like um, like a headstone, basically. Yeah. Um, this one is approved by the EPA. And why? The reef ball helps to support marine growth and rehabilitate dying reefs. So there are more. There are more than eighteen hundred eternal reefs off the coast of Florida, uh, the Carolinas, North and South. Maryland, New Jersey, Texas, and Virginia. Uh, they're big balls. You can get them weighing anywhere from 650 pounds to 4,000 pounds. Holy. Yeah, they're huge, the big ones. Um, they're anywhere from two feet to four feet high and three to five feet wide. So these things are massive. They're massive. They're massive. So they are, it's interesting. Yeah, I had a lot of fun on that website. That is super cool. Uh, so the cost for a full body burial at sea can cost you anywhere from $4,000 to $10,000, whereas the eternal reefs that we were just discussing cost $3,000 to $7,500, depending on the size of your reef ball. So it's relatively comparable. Yeah. Uh, so these are sea burial quotations. Yeah, this one is so... I found this when doing the research. I guess they say this at a lot of burials at sea. And also because... Here, I'll let you read it, then I'll kind of explain after. Okay. Uh, the sea is the largest cemetery, and it slumbers sleep without a monument. All other graveyards show symbols of distinction between great and small, rich and poor. But in the ocean cemetery, the king, the clown, the prince, and the peasant are alike, undistinguishable. Unless you have a big giant reef ball. Unless you have a big giant reef ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did that quotation because usually for the first episode on a new topic, we do a discussion topic and a cemetery, but this one's kind of combined. So it's the burial at sea. Right. The ocean is the cemetery. So gotcha. With the sea being the largest cemetery and it's slumber sleep without a monument. Unless it's reef ball. I really like that. That's cool, hey? Yeah. <laughs> okay, some notable full body sea burials. And this is, it's funny because when I did the research for it, the first one that they mentioned, they said that this is the one that people are like, oh, there's a burial at sea thing? Unless you're in the Navy and you know about burials at sea or you're a fisherman or whatever. If you, if you don't know anything about burials at sea, um, most likely you would have heard about them when Osama bin Laden was captured. Right. That's the first time I had ever heard of a burial at sea. Um, and they did that because they didn't want um, people flocking to his memorial his site. site to have a pilgrimage. I or remember like, this. Yeah, they didn't want a bunch of attention. They were just like, burial at sea. No one just can ever visit him. Just get, get it over with. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew Cunningham, he was a prominent admiral for the Royal Navy. Christopher Newport, he was a colonizer. So was Edward Winslow. He came to America on the Mayflower. Sir Francis Drake, a slave trader, um, where they were buried at sea. Uh, notable sea burials via scattered ash. You have Adolf Eichmann. He was a Nazi. He was actually assassinated in Israel, and he was cremated and then his remains were scattered at sea and the reason for that is because same with Osama bin Laden they didn't want people Just... flocking to his grave and paying tribute to him yeah. in any way 
and they didn't want his body in their ground either. They were like, no, fuck this guy. Uh, he was a dick. Yeah. And uh, just throw him in the Nazis ocean. can just get tossed in the ocean. Right? Agreed. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, here's some good ones. Okay, Alfred Hitchcock, uh, Robin oh. Williams, Steve McQueen, John F. Kennedy, Vincent Price, Neil Armstrong, Rock Hudson, and Gene Kelly. A lot of these are like old school actors. You might not have heard of them. Yeah, no, I know most of them. Most of them? I didn't know that Robin Williams had a burial at sea. Yeah, he did. He had his ashes spread, I think, in California, I want to say, but I, I can't remember, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was our Burial at Sea, episode number nine. Is that episode nine? Hang on. You said nine. I said nine, but is it, is it episode nine? Uh... it's episode nine yes <laughs> okay <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to beyond the grave uh, please feel free to support the show by telling a friend giving us a review or just simply subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes you can find me on instagram facebook or twitter and the note or the link to those can be found in my show notes if you have any suggestions for future topics or you have your own story that you want me to share, I'd be happy to do that. Just email me at beyondthegravepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much to today's host, Melissa. Thank you. Thanks for coming and being here. Okay, that's it. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is so cool. They look like cylinders almost. Yeah. Like a ball. There's yeah, a bunch of little holes so the fish can swim through and Oh cool. I don't know. There's just like Well look at all of the look at all of the wildlife or the marine life that's building off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it helps rebuild those ecosystems and yeah, the plaque on there and then you can get the rubbing of it before. So it's like you have a little headstone underwater. Oh, that is so neat. I know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking I'm, it's kind of expensive Ooh. but um I don't know what that is but that's cool oh I don't know oh that's a reforestation of coral reefs so it's it's the oh. same idea um but this the reef ball thing has like dead, dead people in it right. <laughs> it's expensive but so cool I know I've had Ooh, oh there's a national geographic video oh yeah, check it out later. I've had this recurring dream. So do you ever have recurring dreams? Yeah. Okay, I have I have a bunch of them. But one of them is I just live at the bottom of the ocean. I just live there. I hang out. I swim around. I just, I live there. It's weird. And I don't know if that means that's how I'm going to die or that's where I'm going to end up when I'm dead or maybe in a past life I drown. I don't know, but it's I have this dream all the time where it's and it could the ocean. bottom of the ocean. It could be a lake. It could be a swimming pool even where I just like when I'm not a mermaid or anything. I'm just I'm just there. Right. And I just hang out and I look around. I can look up. I can see the light, the light and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Maybe I'll be a reef cool. ball. <laughs>